Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's time for Takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. Welcome, everybody, to the Vegas Nation Takeaways podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Fang. We're brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the app today. Joining me right now, I have from the Raiders, Raiders Raiders.com digital reporter, Levi Edwards. Levi, thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me today. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Yeah, I know training camp is ramping up. All the official dates are listed on Raiders.com. The roster is ready to roar. What so far can you tell us about some of the key things that you think the Raiders will really be honed in on in the start of this training camp? Consistency. Uh, I know that sounds like an extremely vague answer, but I gave you an extremely is... general question, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I... I definitely say consistency is the thing that they're going to be honing in on is making sure everybody's uh, doing the right thing and also having right patterns. And when I say right patterns, I mean, you know, it's going to, once we get into training camp, we're going to see who's ready and who's not. We're going to see who spent the off season training. We're going to see who spent time on their nutrition, who, you know, made sure that they pay attention to playbook, things like that. So really uh, people are going to come in, And I think the coaches and the organization is going to stress consistency and being able to do the right things at the right times. And even though it is going to be a little bit of time to get everybody adjusted on the right page, I believe that just with what I've seen from this front office and with this coaching staff, those are the things that they really pay attention to and pride themselves on the most is, you know, will you be able to be consistent? Will you be able to be available? And so it's going to be exciting to see what those guys can do when they step on the field. Nobody preaches consistency more, I think, than Max Crosby when it comes to a player on this roster and as well as on the other side, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. You know, there's a lot of people on this roster that have proven time and time again that they can set an example, set a tone for this team. When you think about some of those key players and just how important it is that they set that tone in this training camp, you know, what um, I, I read a little bit about the Max article there as well that you guys posted, you know, what did you hear from them that can really help not just motivate the team, but to get that ideal, to get that goal set for the others to see as an example? Uh, definitely leading by example. Uh, when it comes down to it, when you see the top guys, when you see the guys that are established, that are made men, when you see them doing the right thing and when you see them on top of their stuff, making sure everything is, you know, going the right way, then it makes other people follow in line. Because the thing is, is that, you know, people work hard and, and people uh, do the right things, you know, just in the off chance that things do go right. And so, and when I say that, I mean, like, it's hard for people to, to run through a dark tunnel without necessarily being able to see light. And those are guys, you know, when you think about Max Crosby, when you think about Devontae Adams, those are guys that have been running nonstop and doing the right thing for such a long time to where the success has come. And so when you're a younger player, you're looking at them 
And it's like, man, I, you know, five, six years from now, I want to be in the spot they're in. I want to have the same impact they're having. So when you see those top guys, you know, with that level of work ethic and consistency, it brings everybody else along as well. And it also tells them like, look, you might have to do the same thing I did. You know, you you have to just keep continue to run and you have to continue to grind and continue to stack days without necessarily knowing the results of what will happen. You just got to trust the process. Interesting, that process. We've seen a lot of undrafted free agents really make their mark and being guys that can stand out. Last year, you saw Luke Masterson, Darian Butler. These guys stepped up. Isaiah Palomao. There's a whole slew of players that came out of that pool that really showed that they have talent to make it on this team. And particularly um, from what you know, I saw last year, Luke Masterson kind of jumped off the page early on. Has there been somebody like that, whether it's a Drake Thomas or, um, you know, UNLV's Adam Plant, if there's somebody to you that's really kind of standing out early that has made an impression on you in terms of what we're discussing right now? I'm going to name two guys, and that's a fantastic question, Heidi, because I always love hyping up undrafted guys. I love the, you know, the the underdog story. Every, yeah. Who doesn't love an underdog story? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so the two guys that I'm going to point out, one that you already just previously mentioned, Adam Plant, a UNLV kid. He was highly touted coming out of high school, obviously. And I know you probably covered him at Bishop Gorman and his time there. And you also probably covered him as well at UNLV. And uh, he's a guy that has NFL size. And he was probably a little bit you know, overlooked due to the success that the Rebels did have in his time there. And you know, I think he's a guy that he he's a disruptor. He's a disruptor. And uh, a lot of the coaches and a lot of the players, Chandler Jones, he's mm-hmm. given his flowers to Adam Plant so far oh. uh, throughout, you know, throughout training camp. Max Crosby's another guy that's given his flowers to Adam Plant. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about him in the building. Uh, but another guy that I want uh, all of you to to keep an eye on, he's not necessarily a undrafted guy from this year, but this young man, he came in last season. He got hurt, and so now he's officially coming back for what is technically his rookie season, and that is Sincere McCormick. Uh-huh. And he's a guy that has really stood out to me. And it's, you know, considering how loaded the Raiders' running back room is, uh, you know, it, it, it gets a little hard to stand out, you know, amongst guys like Zamir White and Brandon Bold and Amir Abdullah. And so for him to come in, having missed an entire season, come back, you know, have the confidence, know the playbook, have his body right and really, you know, make his presence felt and look sharp and look precise and powerful on runs. You know, he's a guy that I'm really looking forward to seeing more of. And he's also a guy that had an outstanding college career. He was teammates with uh, Tyreek Woolen at UTSA. Okay. So he, uh, you know, he, he was a two-time offensive player of the year in the Conference USA Conference. And so this is a guy that uh, he had a little bit of hype coming in to the Raiders, but not a lot of people talk about him and how great of a pickup he was. And so he got hurt and it kind of, you know, stalled a lot of the talk or the hype around him. And so now I think that he has a great opportunity to come in and wake a lot of people up and remind them of who he is. For sure. I wanted to go back a little bit on a couple of those names, like you just mentioned here. Um, without a plant, what would it mean to the Las Vegas Raiders to see a kid that has really pushed through here in town be a standout on the team. Do you feel like that can help a lot in bringing in kind of the the 
people maybe that followed him through Bishop Gorman, but necess- not necessarily paid attention too much of what's going on with the Raiders, you know, help bring in some local feel to this team. Absolutely. And uh, the biggest comparison that I could think of is I remember when I first came in, there was a young man by the name of uh, Javen White, who you probably remember. Yep, yep. And Javen White was able to captivate the fan base all over the spectrum because this is a young man who is from Oakland Mm-hmm. who went to UNLV to play football and then got picked up by the Raiders and was able to find a, a couple of reps with the team and, uh, you know, kind of find a role for himself. So that was a, a great success story for, you know, kind of like a local kid, best of both worlds situation. And so for a team like the Las Vegas Raiders, who's such a rich team and tradition in history, you know, they're still trying to forge that in Las Vegas. You bring mm-hmm. all of these great moments, all these great players you bring them to a new city. And even though Las Vegas has done a great job of embracing the Raiders, it still, you know, takes time. You know, we've, we've been here for three years now uh, officially. And so for, to have a hometown hero for the local fan base to really get behind, you know, of course, he's going to have to work hard just like everybody else. He's not going to make the team just because it'd be a nice, cute story. He's going to have to work hard. And he's going to have to be consistent, like I said. And that, that defensive line – if I must say, in my opinion, I believe the defensive line of the Las Vegas Raiders is probably the deepest and best position group of any of the position groups on the defense. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to have to compete with Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, Malcolm Koontz, guys and, uh, you know, interior guys like, you know, Bilal, guys like uh, Jerry Tillery. There's a lot of really good guys in that defensive line, not to mention the guys that they drafted. Yeah. You know, you have to compete against Tyree Wilson. The number seven pick in the draft. You got to compete against, you know, Nesta Jays, uh, Silvera, like, you know, guys mm-hmm. like that. There's a lot of guys on that team that he has to compete with if he wants to earn this opportunity. So it's not going to be handed to him. He's going to have to take it. Love that. And when you talked about Sincere McCormick, you mentioned how loaded this running back room is. Some of the things I've been thinking about in terms of how this room develops is looking at Zamir White and Britton Brown. And now, like you mentioned, Sincere McCormick. How competitive will it become during camp for these guys to legitimately earn themselves a spot on the starting 53? It's going to be it's going to be very competitive. I'm not going to I'm not going to touch on the elephant in the room. You guys already <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. You guys already know what the elephant is. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to touch that. You know, whatever happens with that happens with that. But what I will talk about is, you know, Britton Brown, Samir White, Amir Abdullah, Brandon Bolden, all those guys, they're all adequate running backs. And they've either had great success either with other teams as journeymen or they've had success, you know, last year within the preseason because they're young guys. So uh, it's not it's, – it's definitely not uh, lacking of talent for sure. So each one of those guys is going to have to come in and I'm, you know, also can't forget sincere. You also can't forget Austin Walter, who yep. was on the practice squad last year, and he played exceptionally well during the preseason last season. So it really is a lot of good players. And, and also, you don't have to necessarily say this is our guy. You know, obviously, there is a, a elephant who's known to be the workhorse back. But, you know, who's to say that you can't switch it up and bring in a couple of guys, and you know, kind of share the workload. 
kind of the same thing with Amir last year with him being a third down back and him getting a lot of those reps. And Zamir came in and he got some reps, you know, as a as a third and short guy because he's a very powerful, quick guy. So there's a lot of guys that have a lot of different assets and traits and abilities that they bring to this to this running back core. And so something that uh, I noticed, and you can kind of read it on the position breakdown for running backs that's on Raiders.com, yeah. uh, the running back room is the only room of any position group on the team that returned everyone. So they didn't let anyone go. They didn't bring anyone in. It is the only position group on this team that looks the exact same as it did last season. And that's for a reason. That's not by coincidence. It's because they like who's already there and they feel like they didn't need to add or subtract anyone to make it work. I love that. We talked a little bit. I have a couple more for you. A little bit about the uh, linebackers, a little bit about the D-line. One of the areas I wanted to touch on is the secondary. Just uh, that's one room that did see some change up. You know, there's uh, Deron Harmon. You're not going to probably see him this year. You know, there's a lot of people that have kind of shown as new faces. Uh, Marcus Epps, interesting name to me. There's also in the secondary uh, cornerback room, like somebody like Tyler Hall that had shown some sparks last year. Uh, Looking forward to seeing them getting back into camp. When you see the growth that that's had, and um, even when you go back to linebacker and names that are brought in on the offseason, like Robert Spillane, how much um, different do you think the complexion of the secondary is going to be this year? The secondary is a position on this team where you can have predictions and expectations about every other position based upon what you've already seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, cornerback and linebacker are the two positions that are so complex because even with the amount of experience that the, you know, the two progressions the two position groups do have, there's not a whole lot of tape on a lot of these guys. You know, you, you're going into a linebacker room that has Robert Spillane, who probably has the most of what you can see in terms of a skill set on tape. Uh, Devon Diablo, he's played a lot of meaningful snaps uh, his rookie season, but then he got hurt last season halfway through the year. And then now he's coming back and he's bigger and stronger and he's supposed to be the guy. So we have to see, you know, the muscle mass, uh, you know, how, how will that help him? You know, or how will that change things as a linebacker within the room? Then you have Luke Masterson, who got a couple of reps last year as an undrafted rookie and got a lot of meaningful playing time. How has he improved? Has Darian Butler improved? Uh, guys like that. Same thing for the secondary. You're bringing in a lot of guys that were rotational pieces. Outside of Marcus Epps, a lot of the cornerbacks that were brought in were rotational pieces on other teams, such as David Long, Duke Shelley, yeah. Tyler Hall. Before he came, he got some meaningful slaps at the slot, at slot, you know, at nickel, but he was a rotational guy before he came. So really the only true starters, when you look at the secondary, only true full-time starters that you have that you know what they can provide is Nate Hobbs, Trayvon Merrick, and Marcus Epps. But all three of those players are still extremely young. Two of those guys are going into their third season. So it's yet to see you know, you have another year in Patrick Graham's system. How do you fit? What have you added to your skill set? How have you improved? What have you done? And so a lot of other positions and a lot of other guys on the team, I, I believe you kind of already know what you're getting. Uh, and with this, you don't necessarily know what you're getting. 
And really, I would say that cornerback room is going to be the most competitive for for fighting for jobs of any position group on this team. And I'm looking forward to that. That's our, I love watching defense. You know that. <laughs> That's like one those, of my those, favorite those, areas to focus. Um, those one-on-ones, those one-on-ones with the DBs and the receivers, uh, yeah. you know, once training camp starts, that's yeah. going to be, that's going to be where people, you know, gain, you know, gain their money and lose their money. I'll tell you that right now. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. on both sides of the ball. I'm looking to find a name from you. Maybe somebody that we're not already zoned in on, not like a Max or not like Michael Mayer, you know, Um, but somebody that you think is really going to pop off the page when training camp starts is just somebody that maybe people hadn't heard of, somebody that we don't know about, that everyone's going to go, wow, that is impressive. Who do you got on defense? Damn, that's a that's an amazing question. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Um, this is a guy that I've kind of been. Can I give you two? Sure, of course. These are two guys that I've seen a lot of uh, from rookie minicamp to all OTAs, and these two guys have really impressed me a lot. And I think they could be great additions to this team. And they're both in the secondary. And I'm going to tell you, Duke Shelley. Okay. Duke Shelley, I believe, has been really sticky in coverage. He's gotten a lot of reps uh, with, a, you know, whether it be first team, second team, whatever. He's been getting a lot of reps with a lot of against a lot of guys, and he's looked really good. And then when you look at his stats, uh, he, you know, despite only playing a little under 300 snaps last year, he had the third best PFF coverage grade of any cornerback in the league, and that's something people don't know. So. He was in Minnesota, and he was a guy who was rotational. But with the snaps that he did have there, he made it count. And yeah. it parlayed into him being here now. And I think he could be a great asset, as well as fourth-round cornerback Jacorian Bennett nice. from Maryland. Okay. And that's another guy who was overlooked at Maryland just because of the fact that you had Deontay Banks, who was a first-round cornerback on the other side of the ball. And so this is a guy – who's fast. He ran a four, three at the combine. Uh, when you see him in person, he's built, he's very muscular for a corner. Uh, he definitely gives off uh Neha vibes from oh. his rookie season. Okay. Uh, except, you know, obviously potentially a little faster, but uh, this guy, he seems like an athlete and he has a great story of, you know, he had to get out the mud. He was, you know, he was unranked coming out of high school. Mm. He had to play Juco and then went to Maryland and he was, uh, you know, he was a guy that the team, the defense really got behind in college. And I really just like his composer. He just – composure. He he just has that dog in him when you when you meet him and you talk to him and you see him on the field and he moves with, with quickness. So, you know, with time, obviously, it'll get a little easy for him to move around. But those are the two guys that I've really liked what I've seen from so far. And obviously, the pads haven't been on. Uh, so – Things are going to change once training camp starts. But those are two guys that, uh, you know, if I can put them a little bit more on the radar going into training camp, by all means. Let's do it. Okay, offensively, who's who's your dog? Who's barking out there? 
On offense, uh, we're going to go Dylan Parham. Okay. I like that one. I know, yeah. Yeah. I know, uh, I know offense alignment isn't a really sexy pick, but you know what? Offense alignment, they, uh, they make the team go. If you know anything about the trenches, you know anything about the construction of the offense, you know, quarterback can't do nothing. Running backs can't do nothing. You know, got to, you know, if you want the rock, you got to block. So, uh, I think Dylan Parham, he's a guy that I really liked what I saw from him last season. This year he's coming in. He's had a full offseason program. He has really taken the reins of continuing to to hone his game, you know, put on some muscle. Uh, I really like what I've seen from him. And he's another guy that has that dog in him. And I'll throw in Thayer Munford as well in there too, nice. a okay. guy who was drafted with him. He's another guy who I feel – has improved a lot going into this second season. So those two guys who were drafted last year, those are the two people that have kind of snuck on my radar a little bit. You know, they're not going to let themselves get bullied. And it's hard because you're going up against some some good guys in that defensive line room. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really like what I've seen from them. Uh, Dylan Parham, he was on the, the Professional Football Writers Association's all-rookie team last year. Yeah. And he's the guy who I think, uh, you know, with – more time in this system, you know, more time for his body to mature. He could be a guy who honestly, you know, maybe two, three years from now, if not next year, he could be in that conversation for being a pro bowl guard. Yeah. I thought it was interesting watching him last year, as many positions as he played on that line, because he was very versatile. Whenever they said, Hey, I need you to step up at center. <laughs> he did a step yeah. up over on tackle. He was like, yeah, yeah, I bet I got this. So it, I always like watching that out of somebody. Uh, do you think that that continues with him, that he continues to be this versatile piece as well as maybe even Thayer Munford? Like, would he be more of a swing tackle or, I mean, Brandon Parker's back, you know, there's all this interesting stuff happening on this offensive line of uh, Jermaine Illuminor, how competitive it'll be. I, that's, Athayer is a great name to bring up because I think we don't talk enough about offensive linemen and thinking of how that might shape up for the Raiders. Do you have any further insight on that at this time? I would definitely say that not necessarily something that you'll see more of, but I believe the versatility on the offensive line, especially for this Raiders team, I believe that it's mandatory. And what I say by that is not necessarily like, you know, Oh, we we're you know we're coming in and we expect you to you know play center. We expect you to play guard. We expect you to play all those. It's not necessarily like this is your slotted position. I would definitely say everyone comes in and it's expected of them to be able to know and have the ability to play different positions across the offensive line. You know whether Dylan Parham gets a snap at center this year or not, it doesn't matter. Uh, this team wants an offensive lineman who can step in that role when needed to be. So it's not like, oh, well, Dylan Parham's going to see more at center. He's going to, you know, do all these things. It's, I think it's really a mandatory thing for everyone. I think everyone is expected to be able to excel at different positions on the offensive line to kind of, you know, pick and plug wherever you want. So that's something that you'll just be seeing from everyone in general, um, not necessarily – you know, someone is going to be like a designated swing tackle or, you know, you know, center guard combo or anything like that. I just think it doesn't matter who you are. uh, You're expected to be able to know to play every position on the offensive line or be able to excel at at least two. 
I love it. Thank you again, Levi, so much for the breakdown. I know I kept you a little longer than I oh, had no, originally you're, you're, said. You're good. You're good. I appreciate it so much. Great insights as always. Tell everyone what you have working on Raiders.com and what, where to find you on social media. Well, uh, my social media handle is not too hard. It's uh, the Levi Edwards. So it's just, you know, the Levi Edwards, pretty easy. You can find me there on uh, Instagram and Twitter, post the content. Also, shout out Threads. I'm on Threads now. Nice. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm on yeah. Threads as well. I think I'm just Tidy Fang. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. There's too many things that started up. <laughs> you still but, the uh, Levi Levi Edwards at um, Threads as well? Yes. So okay. Same, same across the board. Right, right now uh, on .com, we're cooking up a lot of really good stuff. Uh, we're doing position breakdowns uh you know whether you know basically just right now we're gonna have defense aligned that's gonna be released today and so really that's just going through every single position group kind of like what we did today and just breaking down who's on the team how they looked where have they been you know things like that so that's been that's been doing really well and a lot of good insight for a lot of guys that don't necessarily know who's on the team or you know well where does so-and-so come from so really just kind of continuing to educate our fan base and get them excited for the upcoming season. So that I've been working on that a lot. Uh, also just, you know, chopping up interviews with different players on the team, you know, trying to get some more content for you guys uh, during this lull period right now before training camp starts. So really, even though we're in the off season, you know, when you're a content creator, as you know, there's never an off season. So never is, <laughs> uh, never is. Yeah. So always make sure you guys are going on Raiders.com. You know, I'm trying to kill it. My editor, Rachel, she's trying to kill it. Eddie Pascal, on a pond for the review, he's trying to give you guys good content. So we're always going to make sure you guys uh, are in the know-in, know-how. My apologies. That's all good. Uh, so on July 20th, the rookies report to training camp. And 25th is the day for the veterans. So everybody keep posted to Raiders.com as well as VegasNation.com where we give you up as well with all things Raiders. And appreciate the time so much, Levi. I look forward to speaking to you again sometime soon. Everybody that's out there that checked out the show today, we appreciate you. And we'll be back next week. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. 